0: Good morning, everybody. How are we? All happy Easter. Come on, make more noise than that way. Happy Easter. Best day of the year. Man, it's so good to, to see so many people here. Welcome to Way. We're for all people to find their way to God. Here you will find an open, inclusive, passionate community who believe that nothing separates us from the love of Christ. Anybody agree? Nothing, not your past that defines you, not even your worries about the future. But right here, right now, the love of God is enough to set you free. Is anybody glad they've been set free in the name of Jesus? Come on, make some noise. I'm so glad we're here together today. Is there anybody that's brought anybody? Is there anybody that's brought someone or invited someone today? Well, you, Trethe, you get an Easter egg. There you go. Thought I was going to hit her eye then. I was like, oh no, there's a lot. Anybody? Here? I've got one more. does anybody out? I'll tell you what, who's new today? Anybody new? Anybody new in today? I've got to go over this side. Is it your foot, uh, Ema, you catch it because you can't sue me because you work here. So you catch that. There you go. Enjoy your Easter egg. Today's Resurrection Sunday and the, and the kind of the, the frame of today is adored and magnified adored and magnified this word magnify just means to focus on something to to make it bigger or or to zoom in so far you see what's actually there and it's really important as human beings or as one of my kids used to say human beings that we recognize it's important what we focus on because what you focus on flourishes sometimes we can be guilty can't we of making a mountain out of a molehill (laughs) where one problem becomes so big, it becomes this big old giant that we've got to slay, when actually it was just a bad day. It wasn't a bad life. It wasn't even a bad week. It was just a bad day, and then you should have gone to bed and woke up the next day recognizing that his mercies are new every day. And as the sun rises, his faithfulness rises with it. The issue is that when we magnify the wrong thing so much, it can often become a moment that defines us for the rest of our life. Well, you don't know what he did to me, Ben. You are not aware, Sonny Jim, of what this man did to me. Or you don't know, mate, because this happened to me when I was a kid. So it's gonna happen to to my kids, or it's gonna happen. Where's all this come from? Guys, we live in an ever-expanding kingdom where God is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. We don't need to live under the shadow of something that was, and we've got to be careful that we don't give just too much room, too much room, too much space for the wrong things to develop, so much so that it just become defining moments. And I'm not talking about the real stuff, the, the, the trauma, the, the things that d- indeed do define us. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about make sure you don't make a bigger deal out of things that don't need the attention. And that's why Easter is so important because today we get to magnify something that is absolutely flipping amazing. It's a story, and you've heard this story a few times today, so I don't need to tell it again. But there's kind of two things I wanted to show you that really enlighten me about my relationship with God and about his relationship with us. And I want to show you about it. I want to magnify two things. The first, I want to tell you about a guy called Charles Messier. Charles Messier in 1770, two, I think. I wasn't there though. Um, the 1700s was looking through his telescope and he saw this galaxy and it's the first time a human had clapped their eyes on a galaxy, right? And now it's called the Messier Whirlpool Galaxy M51. Anybody ever been on the M51? It's not as, as you know, celestial as it's space, is it, the M51? But it's called, and, the, and, and so the Hubble Space Telescope, when it blasted off in space in 1992, it took a picture of the Messier Whirlpool galaxy, M51, and this was what it took a picture of. Stunning that, isn't it? In fact, this this mass is huge. It's it's 30 million light years away, somewhere like that. Someone did the calculation, take over 300 trillion Earth years to get there, right? There's over 100 billion stars in that galaxy, let alone planets and moons. There's so much, and this little thing here is, you know, someone at NASA, who was obviously clearly the head of marketing, named it a really sexy name, NG5195. That's what this smaller galaxy is here, and you can see as it's flying past this over thousands and thousands of years that it's slowly dragging one of the, the arms over one of the tentacles. Now, the scientists obviously saw this, and it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, it kind of blows your mind, doesn't it, a little bit of how vast and how big that is. What they wanted to know was what's in the middle of that galaxy. So what the Hubble did, it zoomed in and zoomed in. It magnified and it magnified. It looked totally to the center of this galaxy. And this is what they saw. How cool is that? saw a cross at the center of this galaxy. Now, before you go all mumbo-jumbo on me, do I think that God put a cross shape at the center of this galaxy? Probably not. I'm not God, I don't know, but probably not, right? That's not the point of the story. The scientists think at the center of this galaxy is a big black hole, and these these are more like jets of of just blackness being thrown. (laughs) Wikipedia, they know more than me, but that's what they think. They think they're jets, but The cool thing is, when you're sat here on Earth, the whirlpool galaxy is side on. So you can see it from the top down, I guess. If we were to see it from a different angle, it would just like a pancake, but we get to see I was driving with my family in Australia, and we were just in the middle of the bush, and it was just no lights, and it's not like Wigan, where all you can see is just the moon and a shopping trolley flying across the sky. (laughs) Australia. He said, get out of the car, so we all get out of the car. And he said, look up. And it, honestly, it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It was, it was the Milky Way stretching over top of me. And there was thousands and thousands of stars. And he said, guys, this is, this is how I know God's real. This is the painting that reveals Who God is, how massive and how compassionate and how amazing he is. And it's a little bit like that with this whirlpool galaxy for me. Where the whirlpool galaxy is like this massive frame around this beautiful painting, the painting of the cross. Okay, God might not have put it there, but let me encourage you today. Even creation retells the story of Jesus' death and resurrection. That even if a bunch of people in Wigan would be so tired, so worn out, so lackluster, that even the stars themselves and even the rocks on the ground would cry out the name of Jesus. Because we live in a universe made by him. So he's going to tell his story over and over and over and over again. So when we magnify what's out there, we just see the story of Jesus playing, being told out. But what about when we look in the opposite direction? What about when we look inside ourselves? First, let me share this psalm with you. Psalm chapter 39, it will be on screen. says this, is there any place I can go to avoid your spirit? to be out of your sight. If I climb to the sky, you're there. If I go underground, you're there. If I flew on the morning's wings to the far eastern horizons, you'd find me in a minute because you're already there. Guys, long after we're dead and gone, the stars will still retell the story of Jesus' death and his resurrection. As an astronaut, James Irwin, when he actually got into space, said, "I am more convinced than ever of the power of God, just by being in such a vast space." So we look inside ourselves now, and there's another kind of magnifying. I want to show you is another picture, and it was um, it was discovered originally by a doctor called Dr. Chang, right? And so he was looking at let, let me the. Basement membranes of the body. Does anybody know what the basement membranes are? Okay, if your hands up, you're lying because I have not a clue. I thought it was like some structural engineering, but no, it's not. The basement membranes, it's all about how the structure of the tissue is organized and shaped. What's in the skin tissue and the muscle tissue. So they were looking inside and they, they look at all different kinds of things. And they found this one thing called laminin. I thought it was a type of fluorine, but apparently that's laminate. Laminin. And so they zoomed in and zoomed in and zoomed in, put a microscope at a microscope, and this is what they saw. Looks like a very happy cross to me. Do you know what I mean? Like it's skipping. You know what I mean? Laminin. Apparently there's tons of these different types of laminin. And if um, there's some doctors in the community and different nurses, they'll be able to tell you more. And this is just one kind of strain of it, but this uh, this laminin is responsible for the structure of the muscles and the tissues, and you'll find it all the way through the body. And when there's an issue with laminin, you'll find uh, muscular dystro- dystrophy, blistering, and can even be associated with kidney failure, that this tiny thing here, this tiny thing that is in a cross, now, do I believe? that God put a cross-shaped cell in each, inside of each one of us. Just No, I don't. But what I do think is this, is that even our old bodies retell the story of Jesus' death and resurrection. That even when I look inside of myself, I can see this story of redemption and love. play. I am reminded of it time and time again. And as we look further on in the book of Psalm chapter. 139, this is what David, who wrote it, said. Oh, yes, you shaped me first inside and then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God, you're breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. And I worship in adoration. What a creation! You know me inside and out. You know my every bone in my body. And you know exactly how I was made bit by bit. How I was sculpted from nothing into something. Like an open book, you watch me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all prepared before I'd even lived one day. Your thoughts, how rare, how beautiful. God, I'll never comprehend them. I couldn't even begin to count them. Any more than I could count the sand of the sea. Oh, let me rise in the morning. And live always with you. Sir Isaac Newton said. At the ab, if there was a total absence of evidence or proof. That the mere existence of the thumb alone. Is proof enough for me that God is real. Sometimes we can just look at ourselves and think. Wow I am so wonderfully and marvelously made. That there must be something. So here we are. We can look to the heavens and we could see the story of Jesus. And we can look to the heart and see it there also. This ever-present help. This everlasting to everlasting. And the story that one billion people are telling right now, today, over this weekend, is the same they have been sharing for a millennia. That a God who created the universe did not forsake it, but came back in the form of a God and a man lived a sinless and perfect and spotless life so that anybody who just believes that he is the son of God, that tiny mustard seed of faith, they can have a life everlasting, but not life when they leave to the next one, but life here right now. That the hope of the world, the rock of ages is available to all who just want to say, Jesus, I believe in you. And it doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what stage or age or anything that's happened before. But right now, as the heavens look down at you and your heart looks up at you, God has and always will be there. That's the story. Good story, isn't it? Because that's been the best selling story for the past thousand years in the bookshop. That's the good news of Jesus. Do you want to hear some other good news? My story's, my talk's pretty much done now. That's even better news. Band, why don't you come up? I would like us to sing together, really. There's been a lot for these guys to to kind of hear and, and, and witness. Um, got another quote. Albert Einstein said, The more I study science, the more I believe in God. The two are not contradictory. The two are complementary. And I don't know all the theology in the world. I don't know which way you interpret whatever or even what you believe. I think the only thing that should unite us today is Jesus. It's the son of God. Kat, you can come and take this, uh, this away now, This um, this table. Thank you. We're gonna sing in just a minute. Why don't we all stand to our feet, shall we? We're gonna sing. What's the next song we're singing? All hail King Jesus, fantastic song. So um, I'm gonna tell you where the plane's landing. So we're gonna to sing together now. And basically I want this to be an opportunity for you to be able to adore Jesus, to magnify Jesus, to basically spend some time reflecting on 2023 so far. Recall to mind the things that you feel God's provided for you and given for you. It's a real time of thanksgiving and thankfulness. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to come back up and I'm going to show you this this small piece, a single sentence that changed the game for me. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray for you. And here's, here's a bit of a disclaimer. If you're in here and you've got any issues with your mental health, if you get any issues in your physical body, if there's tensions at home and things happening, I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna pray for you. And if you believe in Jesus, something miraculous can change today. Because believe it or not, a bunch of people in this room actually believe that the Easter story happened. <laughs> it's not just a good story. And my Jesus said to us that the same power that conquered the grave is in you. So let me pray and then we're gonna sing this song. Is that okay? Heavenly Father, you're so welcome here. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into this moment here. Lord, I ask you to reveal to us, Lord, who you are. there's anyone here who's a visitor or he's witnessing something like this for the first time, I ask you, God, to to focus the mind on maybe how you've been a part of their story up until now. Lord, as we stand and declare, all hail King Jesus. We stand not in weakness, but in strength. it is our faith, Lord, That makes us well, yes, but it's your grace that sets us free and that grace is ever conquering. So help us to worship you now. Help us to lift our voices and not waste this moment as we sing to you, Heavenly
1: Father, King Jesus.
0: when jesus was dying on the cross he said a few things and one of the things he said i've all i've I've known it for a long time right but only yesterday when i read this again i was like so, in the, in the book of John, right, it'll be on screen. Jesus is dying. Um, he's about to die, and he says this When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. Uh, you know that one, right? That, that line, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. But that doesn't make sense to me <laughs> because it's not Easter Sunday yet. You see, it would have made far more sense to me if. You know, he would have died, and then on Easter Sunday, when Murray and the different you know apostles went to find an empty grave, if Jesus kind of popped out and said, It is finished, you know, I've died and I've rose again, it's done. But but he doesn't, he chooses to do it halfway through the story. That just fascinates me. And this is where I think we find ourselves sometimes. We find ourselves dying on a cross, wondering when Easter Sunday is gonna arrive. And what I like about this terminology Jesus is using is Jesus is declaring the promise before it actually happened. It is finished. Maybe it's because of this. With Jesus, resurrection is unstoppable. That once that train leaves the station, It's only going one way and no power of hell and no scheme of man could ever stop this train from rolling. He said it is finished just as he was about to surrender himself. Why? Because Jesus knew that the resurrection was unstoppable later on in the story when Jesus comes back from the dead and he's talking with a few of his followers well like I said, an angel is talking to a few of his followers they come and they say you know what's going on where's Jesus and this is what the messengers say why are you looking for the living among the dead he's risen what did you expect he said he was going to happen and just because he wasn't around for the middle bit doesn't mean he's not going to come back for the end bit why are you looking for the living among the dead. And this was my thought today. Guys, stop going back to dead things expecting you're going to find life. Just stop it. Someone clap that, please. Because that's going to be a game changer. We go back to the girl. We go back to the drink. We go back to smoking weed. We go back to gambling. We go back to the things expecting a different result. But guys, why? Why? Why are we looking for the living among the dead? This is the beauty, right? This is the beauty of the story of Jesus. That in your life right now, something might be dying. And you're stood here and you're like, I don't think I can sort of reverse this tide because it's just, it's sweeping me along. This is the key. In this period, in this time, where the promise is a bit delayed, don't go back to dead things. Go back to living things. Go back to Jesus. It's not dead anymore. It's not, that, it's not that chapter in your life anymore. It's a new day where the old has gone and the new has come. Come on, somebody, stop going back to dead things. Look, you might be new today and this might be the first time you're hearing like the gospel, but trust me, it works. We've got addicts in the room who are still clean today. Not, because, not just because they followed a step, but because Jesus turned up and gives them the strength to overcome that they didn't have before. We've got marriages that last year were like, I'm leaving her, I'm leaving him. It's unreconcilable. And suddenly they both came to Jesus hand in hand. And he was the one that restored the marriage. Listen, it works, it's real. I promise you it's real. And now I'm going to, Create an opportunity to, to pray for you. That's all I want to do is just pray for you. And I tell you, if you match my prayer with a little bit of faith, something dynamic is going to happen. I could guarantee it because about 600 odd people in this church who have found the same thing. So, what was I meant to say? You've got me all excited. Resurrection is unstoppable. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? So my question is, what's dying that needs resurrecting? What's dying that needs resurrecting? That's for you. You might be in for the first time, you might have come back after a few months away, or you might have become coming every week. It's the same question for all of us. What's dying in your life? final thing to say is this before I pray for you. The cool thing is about those pictures I showed you before, wasn't necessarily that the, the facts are there, but it's the posture in which the story of Jesus is told. It's, it's, the, it's the posture that Jesus has that I think no other religion has, right? You look to the heavens and you see a man with both his arms stretched out wide, dying, indefensible. And you look within yourself at yourselves and you see another image slightly a but you see another image of a dying saviour on a cross, arms open wide. I know some of you all in here have been involved in religion before, bless his relationship. Some of you have been burnt by Christians before. Trust me, I know a few bad ones, right? We're not talking about your past. We're not talking about anything. We're talking about right now. What's dying that needs resurrecting? So come on, let's bow our heads. Let's give people a bit of time, a bit of space. What's dying in your life? Is there something in your mind that's dying at the minute? That's broken, that needs healing? Is there something in your physical body today? Whether it's your legs, your shoulder, maybe you've got a shoulder problem, maybe it's something to do with your organs, I don't know, maybe it's your skin, something physical that's dying. Is it something to do with your relationships? your marriage your father in your mother in your grandparent in or even something to do with your parents is there something that's dying that you need Jesus to resurrect in only in a way that only his power can So what I'd like is, as all the heads are bowed, as we're having this moment of reflection with with the Lord, I want to create a moment of response. If there's something within you that needs resurrecting, bringing back to life, whether it's physical, whether it's mental, whether it's relational, I want you to do something very significant and special. And in a moment, I'm going to tell you and I'm going to pray for you. And hand or you can lift both depending on how desperate you are for Jesus' touch because in the same manner Jesus embraces us on the cross with his arms stretched out is the same manner we are going to respond to him with our arms stretched high here and you're just like Jesus, this is dying in my life and I need your resurrection I want you to lift your hands right now that's it, all across the place thank you Jesus lift your arms, come on high, say Jesus oh you're the one, you're the one that can heal me, you're the one that can restore me Lord, I magnify your name. Come on, there's still more. You've got to lift your hand, whether it's depression, anxiety, whether it's fear, whether it's addiction, you're spending money where you shouldn't be, whether it's in a conversation you just keep on having with that person. that There's no breakthrough. Come on, respond to Jesus and begin to cry out your own prayer. Jesus, hear me. Hear me, Jesus. Heal me, Lord. Heal this. Resurrect me, Lord. Body, soul, and spirit and mind. Jesus, we lift your name up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, for all those people with their hands lifted, we declare hope and future and healing in the name of Jesus. Lord, those people that are lifting their hands today with their arms stretched high saying, Lord, only you could do this. Lord, only you can do this. Lord, they are declaring today that it is finished. It's finished with the hurt. It's finished with the loss. It's finished with the pain. It's finished with the miscalculation. It's finished with the addiction. Come on, if you've ever got your heart, heart, hands raised, begin to declare, it's finished. I'm ending this, it's over, no more. Sunday is on the way. I'm not living in this fear, in this mess anymore, but you are my living hope, Jesus. Lord, I ask you for healing in the body, Lord, healing in the mind. Lord, begin to knit those tissues and those sinews together. Lord, that person who's got a dodgy bone, Lord, I pray that you heal them, Father. Make it strong, Lord, make it resistant again. Lord, for that addict, Lord, who's coming today, thats ex-addict, Lord, who's been teetering on the edge. It's been a hard time over Easter, a time of family when they've been like, I pray that you heal them in the name of Jesus, that you set them free, Lord, that they understand they're in the family of God now, that it's a new day, it's a new family. Lord, I ask you, God, to, 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 to help that person that's struggling, struggling to lead their child. The child has got some really strong opinions, some really wayward thinking, but Lord, I ask you to give them such a deep reservoir of love so that they don't think they have to become the answer for them. But Lord, they're merely the stewards, Lord, that this child is a gift. This child is a gift. Not a problem to be solved, but a gift, Lord. I pray you help them steward their child well, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you,
1: Lord. Thank you, Lord.
0: Thank you, Lord. There's someone in here who's uh, asked a question yesterday of God. Um, You've asked him a question, I think, yesterday afternoon. And it wasn't even like a big thing, but it was just a thing. and, And the Lord just wants to tell you, yes, that's the answer you've been looking for. Yes whatever that question is, he's saying yes to you. And if that's you, come and grab me after and tell me what it is because I want to know because I want to know if you're going to sue me or not. But the answer is yes. He's saying yes to you. He's affirming you. He's strengthening you. He thought he'd forgotten about you. My Lord, he would never forget about you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's a man in here who's come today and when the first song started and You saw people jumping around on stage and you thought it was weird. And you asked the question, Lord, what am I doing here? I want you to know it was for this reason now that you're here. The reason why she brought you, the reason why you've turned up today, is not just because you love her, but because God wanted you here to hear this message. Maybe it's not the extent of a diagnosis. Maybe it is, I don't know. Just lift your hands. They're just going to receive some healing. Thank you, Lord. Stretch your arms forward. If you're around those people that have got their arms out, if you're the church here, if you're a visitor, just chill. You can watch. But if you're church, just look around, will you? Who's got the hands out? Put your hand on their shoulder, will you? I'm going to pray. I'm going to lead you. but Put your hand on the shoulder. You just want to receive some healing for whatever's going on in your lower body. Father, Lord, we ask you in your powerful, mighty name, Jesus, that you heal the lower body in the name of Jesus. If you're hearing my voice and you're asking God, believe that Jesus can do it and he'll begin his work. Just a real chill, tender moment here between you and pray for each other, that's fine. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's some anxious people in the room. I'm going to sing after this. There's some anxious people in the room. Your anxiousness is consuming you. Thought seems to spring up really fast like a big tree. And then suddenly, where well, there's one, four rise up, and then suddenly it's ten, and then it's just a big forest, and you're kind of losing your way a bit, trying to navigate these thoughts, and you're still wondering, Am I going in the right direction? Because it just seems like these thoughts are throwing me off track. Literally can't see the wood for the trees. If that's you, just respond for me, just lift your hands hands out forward, just gonna receive a, a blessing on your mind. If that anxiety, if that anxiousness, that worry is apparent, just lift out your hands. Come on, I know this is the most anxious thing I'm asking you to do. I get the paradox here, but come on, there is no resurrection without death. There is no overcoming without the trial. And again, church, if you see someone with their arms out, just put your hands on them for me, yeah? Just put your hands on them. Just begin to pray for them. Just a tender moment where the surrender in the fear over to God. The same Lord, I'm so scared of so many things. I'm so scared of this one thing, and Jesus is going to heal them today from that. It's going to be like a, a cleansing. It's going to be weird. It's gonna, you're going to feel like you just washed white snow. And you can go on to your career in your family. You can be that person. You anxious stick out your hands come on guys let's pray for them heavenly father come on our church let's all lift our voices heavenly father we pray for these people that are so anxious lord they're so worrisome lord they're so concerned i ask you god to replace the fear with faith faith that you are a good good father and that all things work together for good for those who love you and are called into your purposes lord we call down the grace of heaven on them today Lord, may they physically respond. May they physically feel your presence now, Lord, as they're handing over, they're handing over their anxiety, Lord. They say, Lord, this is too heavy for me to, to burst So, and, and they're exchanging it with a hope and a future. Com- Lord, we just want confidence, Lord, not in their own ability, but in your ability, Lord. Give them confidence. Replace, Father, their worry and anxiety with confidence in the name of Jesus, we pray. We don't want them living in any fear anymore. I want to live life and life to the full in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. As, As people are continuing to pray, I think it will be great to sing together because we're nearly out of time. Easter is so amazing because we tell the story time and time again. God did it then. God will do it again. God did it, then God will do it again. And God is doing it again and again and again. And when you magnify the Lord, when you magnify the heavens or you magnify the heart, you realise how much you need to adore this creator, compassionate Lord. But then you realise how much you are adored, how much you are loved, and how much you are seen and known, amen. Do you receive this blessing today? Come on, receive it. Make some noise. Do you receive it? Thank you, Lord. Let's sing. He is our living hope. Let's do it.